Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right. Canes play Duke tonight, though. We like it. A little Friday night football. And joining us here on the Orion Fuel and Downstairs Convenience Store's guest line, truly steps beyond convenience. Hurricane great. Antro roll. Antro, good morning. And before we get to the uh, the Hurricanes, Hurricanes and Duke tonight, the Dolphins are in London this weekend. Did you ever play in any of the games in London? No, unfortunately, I never uh, was able to participate in any of the games uh, outside of the country. Okay, so you say, unfortunately, like, that's that's something you would have liked to have experienced then. Yeah, I think, you know, I think every player should at least experience one time in their career. Um, there was one, there was, in my rookie season, my team actually traveled to Mexico. Uh, I just had a knee injury a couple of weeks before that, so I wasn't able to, to travel with the team. Well, I, uh... I hate the games. I'm going to be honest. I do not like the games in London. I feel, Antrell, like, you know, I feel it's a disadvantage for a lot of the players. Uh, I, You know, the fans don't like losing the home game. Do you, you know, what would you think if one day the NFL has a – because we all seem to be headed in this direction that the NFL is going to have an actual team based in London. Like, would you ever even consider signing as a free agent when you were playing if there was a team in London? No, absolutely not. Um, like I said, I think every player should experience it one time in their career. <laughs> not something that, uh, you know, I would sign up for to have a team there, even move my family there and be there six months out of the year. That's not something that I'm willing to sign up for. That's true, Brett. Like, can you imagine saying, hey, guys, you know what, let's go live in London. Like, how? Like, can you imagine ever doing that, Brett? Yeah, I was going to go live in Rome. But, 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 but for your career, for football. No, no, God, no. I don't want to... First of all, the medical system here in the United States is, is awesome. Uh, I really wouldn't want to subject myself to to, uh, although although living in Europe is probably really really cool uh, for a certain amount of time. I'm just I'm just too comfortable with my with my luxuries here in the states. Yeah, uh, we got Antrell Roll joining us here. All right, Antrell, tonight you got Duke and University of Miami. Do you remember? Because we were talking about this about an hour ago. Do you remember all the hysteria the last time UM was at Duke? It was the final play of the game. You had the eight, nine, ten laterals all over the field. Uh, do you remember all the hysteria in the days after that game with all the folks in the media crying that the University of Miami should forfeit the game? Well, of course. You know, no one wants to see us shine. And that's just the reality of it. Uh, it was a call made. It happened to be in our benefit. We're going to take it. We're going to run with it. That's that. <laughs> I mean, I've never heard, you know, the, the next week, Michigan State and Nebraska, for example, had a very controversial finish. And no one's crying about one of those teams forfeiting or what have you. And that game had national championship implications. I guess the overall point that I'm trying to make here is uh, there, there's a bias against the University of Miami. How do you feel about that? Hey, well, this, this is how I look at it. We're loved by few, hated by many. <laughs> and that's always been my motto when you're talking about University of Miami. They admire us. They idolize us. But they love to root against us. Why? Because we're University of Miami. Whatever reason, I mean, you know, you have those collegiate programs that have been on the top for numerous of years now. But when it comes to University of Miami, they always seem to love to hate on us for whatever reason. We weren't even contenders. 
but they're going to hit on us regardless. Yeah, it was it was such a nothing game two years ago, Canes and Duke. It had no, there was no consequence to the win or loss, right, Brett? Am I remembering it incorrectly? I mean, it was such a nothing game. Yeah, you just fired your head coach here. You know, it was a little bit of an embarrassing time for the University of Miami. I think we got goose egg by Clemson the the, the week before. Oh, it was fifty something to whatever. It yeah, was, it was a, it was a pretty rough, pretty rough season to begin. Um, Trill. Question about what's going on right now, obviously, in the NFL. Massive situation with the kneeling. It's all over the place. The president's attacking the league and their owners. What's the situation with you in terms of when you were playing, being on the sideline, kneeling, standing? You hear a lot of opinions, a lot of different conflicting opinions from some players. Where uh, where were you at? Are you a kneeling guy? Are you a standing guy? What's the situation there? Well, um, there was a point in time in my career where we didn't even take the field. Uh, doing a national anthem. Um, you know, I, I came when we started actually going out there and taking the field and standing for the flag. But to be totally honest with you, I wasn't really a guy that paid very much close attention to it. I remember there was times where I would be getting my ankles taped, right. you know, and I would just I would just put my hand, you know, and cover my chest and, you know, sing the national anthem. There was times where I would stand. There was times where us as players would kneel down doing a national anthem. So, you know, there was an emphasis as far as standing for the flag. As long as you pay tribute to the flag in some sort, didn't matter if you were sitting, kneeling, standing, that was all that mattered at that point. But now, obviously, because of the whole Kaepernick situation, and now because of Trump, outlandish comments, you know, everyone feels like they have to make a statement in some sort of fashion. Yeah, Trump, because you, you have family members, right, that are, that are whether they're first responders or they're in the police department or, or the fire department. Like, you have a family that is, like, basically in service, correct? Absolutely. And I know you got a lot of flack on Twitter because you have been responding to a lot of these people about kneeling and standing and trying to get the message, the appropriate message across of what the whole reason behind Kaepernick's movement is. And you've been getting a lot of backlash, but you've refrained to let people know, look, like my, my family does what we're trying to enlighten or trying to bring attention to. So it's not like I'm doing this for some sort of certain symbolism. Uh, well, absolutely. You know, my, my father is a, is a police chief. He's been a police chief down here in Homestead for 20 years. And uh, the one thing that I've always respected my father for is treating people fairly. And that's what this is about. You know, it's about, equality as a person this is about your freedom of speech this is about your freedom of movement as a person and not being attacked because of skin color because of race because of ethnicity and i think that's what that's the message that kaepernick is trying to think the reason you know he kneels during the national anthem the reason he uses this platform is because it's the biggest platform you can possibly be on so in my token a movement is not meant to be respected by all it's not meant to be liked by all, but it is to be witnessed by all. And I think that's what Kaepernick stands with his movement. Um, you know, do I, I think that he's trying to disrespect the flag because that's not what it's about. Because the other day when I was watching TV, there's so many things written in the book that is, quote-unquote, considered disrespecting the flag. Right. For example, apparel. Yeah. You know, uh, folding, unfolding the flag a certain type of way. So... It, what do you want to consider disrespecting the flag? Because this guy kneeled doing the flag? I mean, you know, I think people are going to look at it any which way they can, and people are going to interpret any which way they can. So I don't think they, this is a situation where you're never going to be able to please everyone. 
Not everyone's going to be against you. Not everyone's going to be with you. And Kaepernick understands that. I think it's something that he firmly, he firmly believes in. And obviously, you know, he's without a job because of it, in my opinion. We got Hurricane Great, Hurricane Legend, Ancho Roll, Super Bowl champion Ancho Roll uh, here with us. Let me ask you, you know, you played in Chicago for just one year, but you obviously got to know Adam Gase. We've talked to you about Adam Gase before. I don't think we've spoken to you since Jay Cutler signed with the Dolphins. Did you get to know him very much? I mean, obviously you're on the other side of the football. Did you get to know him very much in Chicago? Uh, I got to know Jay a little bit. You know, I, I got to know him a little bit just in the competition, and, you know, a little few conversations here and there. And what do you make of him? Because, you know, we have DJ, DJ Williams in here with us every week, and he obviously played with, you know, Jay on the other side of the football as well in Chicago and, uh, and in Denver, and too. In Denver, yeah. in Denver too. Yeah. And, and DJ, DJ loved him. He loved him. Well, to be honest with you, I, I like Jay Cutler also as, as, as a quarterback. You know, I think, he's, I think his demeanor – uh, a lot of people are going to misconstrue his demeanor. A lot like Eli Man. You know, people, when people see Eli Man, like, oh my God, like, you know, this guy, facial expression, he always looked like he's just so, so dull and dead. But in, in all natural reality, Eli is one of the biggest pranksters on our team. So I, I think, you know, you can't go off a person's demeanor. You know, Jay has a, a demeanor by himself, like, you know, I really don't give a bleep, you know, <laughs> attitude. But that's not really his attitude. You know, he, the guy, he wants to win. Um, he tries very hard to win, and and I, I happened to be with him in in Chicago and doing one of his best seasons, which was under Adam Gates. So, um, like I say, man, I, I think the guy's competitive. I think the guy wants to win. I just think, unfortunately, he's been in some, you know, not beneficial situations. You know. All right, I need you to give us uh, an Eli Manning prank example here, Antrell. Give us, give us, oh, yeah, give us something. Give us an Eli Manning prank. Let's go. I want to give you a one that I think is a little too graphic, so I won't give you that one. But, you know, Eli's the type of guy, you know, let's say, for example, everyone's in there taking a shower. You come out of the shower, and, you know, you're looking for your, you're looking for your, your, your towel. And your towel is no longer there. Who has your towel? Eli Manning has your towel, and he's down there wiping his man parts with the towel. And then he throws it back to you, you know, like, hey, you want it? <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just love the idea that there's one in particular that comes to your mind right away, which is too graphic to tell us on the air. Oh, man. You know, Eli's a funny guy, man. One of the better guys I've ever been around on and off the field. And, uh, you know, I, like I said, I think I can say the same for, for Jay Cutler, man. You know, I think he's a stand-up guy. Um, like I said, I don't think his demeanor is always his actuality. I find it so amusing that sometimes, you know, you, you perceive a player to be a certain way. You're watching him as a, as an opponent. You see guys that are on TV, maybe as a fan. I would never play Eli Manning for the guy that likes to do pranks. I figure him as being one of the squares. Like, for instance, Matt Ryan. Well, it comes off very Probably dorky, one you know? of the square-style quarterbacks. Lights, like, maybe once in a while likes to make jokes. Like Ken Dorsey. Ken Dorsey would always think he was funny, but he was he really wasn't funny. <laughs> um, so, like, certain things like that. You got a guy in the locker room. You would think, like, Lazy Eye Eli wouldn't be the one that would be playing some really good pranks on you. But apparently, yeah, that's pretty funny. That's great stuff. What about what's going on right now in terms of – uh, the moving and shaking when, when you got with, with, with OTH, with us, with me, you, and DJ, and Jonathan Vilma. Everybody's doing their own thing. You're doing the NFL Network on Sundays. What is it like being on the NFL Network? Because we just got done talking to a guy, freezing cold takes, Fred Siegel, <laughs> who is moonlighting and, and, and being a, an absolute eagle in the morning by getting on in the morning show. So what's going on in NFL Network lately that, that got you hyped? 
Well, what, what I'm doing is I'm actually with uh, we're actually with the Giants. I'm covering the Giants post game show, and it's on MSG Network. It's not with NFL Network. It's a, it's on the MSG Network over in New York. But you know, it's just pretty much covering the, the Giants, uh, which obviously hasn't been the best of the best this year. Um, you know, I mean, these guys are phenomenal on paper, but they just can't seem to get it together right now. Um, you know, they're 0-3, struggling for dear life. But, you know, they did see some – they did show some movement and some bright spots last week against the Eagles. So we're looking for those guys to hurry up and pick up the slack, and they have no room for error at this point. So, um, you know, I'm just hoping my Giants pick it up and pick it up soon. Man. How many points do Canes win by tonight, Antrell? Uh, 17 at least. Oh, all right. Two touch. You got more than two touchdowns. All right. Very good. Very good. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, Antrell, we always like talking to you, man. Thanks for joining us this morning. Oh, man, no problem. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.